Welcome to Spoilers. Uh, I'll be your host today. My name is Mikey. I'm recording out of Goshen, Indiana. And today we're going to talk about uh, the brand new Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. I got a couple of my friends here with me today. uh, And I think they're pretty excited to talk about this show too. So why don't we start uh, Weestus to Eastus today. And uh, that'll be you, Pap. What's going on? And uh, why don't you say where you're recording from, what's uh, going on, and uh, if there's anything cuter than uh, a baby Yoda. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is Pappy, recording from Denver, or no, Louisville, Colorado. Uh, What's going on? I just finished watching Monsters, Inc. on Disney+. Plus. I've been enjoying the the app so far, Uh, but... There aren't many things designed to sell toys quite like Baby Yoda. I'm right there with <laughs> you. It's going to be a huge seller. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty adorable. Uh, we'll add one more question. What's your, uh, since we talked about it a little bit earlier, and I kind of want to hear everybody's, uh, what's your Disney Plus avatar that you chose? Oh, I'm definitely uh, Donald Duck all the way. Uh, nice. On all social media. Oh. <laughs> Uh, next up will be Josh. Hey, this is Josh, also from Goshen. I too have a Disney avatar, Disney Plus avatar. It is Jafar. And <laughs> of course, my Go name figure. is Jafar Good Guy because that's the max amount of characters you can <laughs> squeeze in. <laughs> I don't know. That makes me really happy. But Mikey, in all honesty, man, you should be so gracious. We're giving you these Star Wars episodes. Like you've trashed on Star Wars so much over the years. And finally, you like Star Wars content, and we're like, "Here, Mikey, take the Star Wars." Like, can you give Star Wars an apology or something? I don't hate Star Wars. I feel I'm more like chaotic neutral towards Star Wars. <laughs> I like it when it blows up in their face because they screw it up on their own. Uh, but I think the stuff that they have <laughs> that's really good is really, really good. And I think this is one of those things that's really good. And I'm happy that it's. Uh, so well received so far. I mean, still a couple episodes to go left, and they could totally botch it, but I don't think they're on that track. Well, and you also asked about Baby Yoda, and I was just, like, super glad that he has, like, uh, limits, and he has to, like, use his ultimate and then charge up again. Like, it's <laughs> so tuckered dor- out. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, tuckered out for, like, 24 <laughs> hours after using, like, force push. It's great. Uh, Brett, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Uh, yes, Brad, I'm recording from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, my avatar is Baby Groot. Aww. Who is pr- maybe the only thing in the world that can give Baby Yoda a run for his money, in my opinion. He was, like, the cutest. Uh, I don't remember what else we were supposed to say. Uh, this, I'm excited to talk about the show. Uh, oh, just uh, what you thought about Disney Plus, if you're oh, enjoying uh, it so far. I like it so far. Yeah, I watched uh, Lilo and Stitch for the first time ever last night, and I freaking loved it. Uh, we watched 101 Dalmatians uh, last week, and then the two Mandalorians. I saw we've kind of... Oh, and we watched Noel, the, the Christmas movie. Yeah, what did you think Potential episode coming soon on Noel. <laughs> awesome, Mikey. We're talking about this tonight's podcast recording right before the pod and we're covering episodes one and two right mm-hmm. mikey but then the rest of the episodes are going to be just single ep by ep like do you have a plan 
I mean, that's not up for me to decide. I wasn't even expecting to host this uh, in the first place. I was expecting <laughs> to have a, a partner here, Stevie, but uh, he dished me for his grandma. So uh, we can do that if you want. But uh, like Pap said earlier before we started this podcast, this is kind of just one small arc, these first two episodes. So I feel like it could be one episode for this. And depending on what the other episodes are set up, like we can decide if we want to split it up. I guess we can decide next Next Sounds week good. when the episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to start off here. Uh, we get pretty cold open. Uh, we just get uh, uh, the bounty hunter. I don't, I don't even know if we get any names so far. Uh, we're two episodes in. I don't even think we know his name yet. But uh, we get the bounty hunter. He's just walking into a bar. Oh, cold some... open because it's all icy and such. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, but we get the Mandalorian bounty hunter, and he's uh, doing a bounty. He's uh, got the classic Western walk-in. He pops in through the saloon doors. He says, howdy, and he walks to the bar. And uh, he immediately off the bat uh, causes trouble. Uh, Brett, can you kind of uh, walk us through this opening scene here? Oh, uh, Someone just kind of is drawn to him, right, because he's a Mandalorian, and he probably assumes that he's there to get his bounty and he orders a drink and then kills all these people. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he just kind of causes a ruckus, uh, just by wearing his armor or whatever. He stands he's out and pretty passive aggressive. And then he gets aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he ends up beating up everybody in the bar and he, uh, kind of lassos a guy with his, uh, with his rope, wrist rope thing, and then he ends up <laughs> chopping him in half with the saloon door. <laughs> oh, <And then>, yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, it was a pretty cool open, and then he has a really cool line as he's going to collect his bounty that he's tracking down, and he's like, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Classic. Who is that blue guy? Uh, I looked this up, and it's actually, you're not going to guess, it's Horatio Sands. What? Ah. That's all. I loved him. And just a little anecdote. Uh, I asked the group thread, like, how gory is Mandalorian? Pep's like, not gory at all. And Mikey's like, it's Disney. So it's like, all right, maybe my girls can handle this. And I like pop this in. And it's got these two guys like holding a knife to the blue guy's throat. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to cut out your glands and taste them. And I was like, all right, glad I turned it off before like the whole saloon got shot up and a guy got cut in half. <laughs> they were terrified. I actually saw that that was Horatio Sands. He's super like fit now. Is he? Yeah, look at his IMDb page. He's like un- almost unrecognizable. That's pretty crazy. There's also like Brian Passane. He's also, there's a couple more comics in here bill burr as we know is going to be in it later from the trailer uh but after that we uh he's kind of just uh taking a ride back to his ship uh he's uh gonna go turn in this bounty and then we get more exposition of who this guy is when he goes to to accept more bounties he's uh met with he's he meets up with carl weathers and papa what is carl weathers kind of assigned to him well, it sounds like times are tough to be a bounty hunter at this point. And I think this is supposedly sometime after the OT, right? But in between the OT and the sequel trilogy, like the fall of the Empire. And money's tight. It's tough to tough to get work, tough to get official work. But he gets a job off the books, kind of. And he's sent over to another guy 
to get that job where a, a Mexican standoff ensues. Yeah, he gets paid for the previous bounty and he gets a nice piece of metal, I guess, which is pretty valuable to Mandalorians and uh, they use that to upgrade their stuff or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, this... <laughs> His plot <laughs> this, armor gets thicker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's uh, contracted by a character only known as the client who's <laughs> going to be Werner Herzog and he has to travel to that planet to go go collect this new bounty or to find out the information for this new bounty and again no names uh they like to keep everything pretty quiet because i guess this is illegal or whatever so we go and check out uh, on werner herzog and it's really really cool i think uh this is one of the best scenes in the first two episodes uh josh do you want to do your best werner herzog impression and kind of uh who who does he play in this uh, he's the guy who's the old guy. telling him. Yeah, the old guy at the desk, surrounded by stormtroopers. Beskar? Go ahead. It's real. This is only a down payment. I have a comptoner of Beskar waiting for you upon delivery of the asset. Oh, okay. So, this is kind of... It looks like this is the inciting incident for what probably this whole season will be i'm guessing but looks like a remnant of the old empire complete with stormtroopers with their old blasters and their like calm voices and everything um he basically is like hey we heard you're the best we heard you're expensive and we're gonna give you this and like this is right after we see the mandalorian like have to accept half the price because the currency wasn't right in his last deal and so this is like something you can tell is super valuable and he's like this is actually only a down payment we'll give you like a whole barrel of these once you deliver the target and i don't know there's also some stuff i don't really understand they say the word and i have it in my notes capital c-h-i-t chit but there's like there's a fob there's a chit there's the metal there's like the disc pucks um did anybody really keep all that stuff straight watching these two episodes <laughs> no. no no but i'll say this it reminded me so much of everything that i loved about the ot both in kind of the look which i'm sure will kind of pepper in here and there but with the practical effects and the just fast pacedness of the story like there there's barely any exposition it's almost like john favreau is like take everything that the prequel trilogy did and let's invert it as much as humanly possible, which is a good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they keep it moving. Uh, we're just like traveling from planet to planet. And next up, we're on this desert planet after he accepts the bounty. But and... that's a big scene though, right? Don't you guys think that's going to have yeah. implications throughout the season? Oh yeah, for sure. He upgrades his armor and all that stuff. And then he takes off again for this, uh, well, he's, the location he has, he doesn't have any information about his target. It's just, uh, an age is all he has to go by. And then it's in this location. And so he ends up flying to this like compound filled with, uh, bad guys, or they're like protecting something that they don't want stolen. So he's having a hard time getting in and he's trying to sneak in. And then, uh, he has his uh, little buddy IG-11 kind of uh, screw him. everything up for him, <laughs> uh, who's voiced by Taika Waititi, 
And he's a he's a hunter droid, a bounty hunter droid, and uh, they kind of tear stuff up until they kind of make their way inside this base. And I love how he has to talk him out of committing suicide like four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> self destruct mode. Uh-huh. His first protocol, if they're ever cornered, is to just self destruct, which happens like five times during the <laughs> scene. So he's always calling it off. I thought him like shooting and his movements were like. Like the coolest droid movements I'd probably seen in in Star Wars. Like his, he was like really mechanical and swiveled around, and I just thought it was really really cool. I totally agree, Brett, because I, I I think every droid that Disney's done so far has kind of been a letdown to me from BB-8, which is just a rehash of like R2D2 to K2SO, who's right. like literally super one original. of the worst droids ever. Yeah, this droid was awesome looking the design on it was incredible it's got guns coming out of its brain it's mm-hmm. so cool looking <laughs> yeah it just looked like the guns are almost like wobbling like kind of uncontrollably sometimes which just had this really cool feel and a bigger deal is i was so relieved when this happened because all the scenes leading up to this were like pretty dark like we talked about cutting out a live humanoids glands and tasting them but like at this point we got this robot that's kind of joking around and He's like, there's something about being in a guild and they're going to like, he talks them in on the spot to splitting the bounty. And it's so funny. Taiga Watiti's like, that deal is acceptable. <laughs> he starts yeah. blasting like, the reputation credits or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have a suggestion. Proceed. We split the reward. This is acceptable. Great. Now let's regroup out of harm's way and form a plan. I will, of course, receive the reputation merit. Yeah, I like the way IG-11 moves, too. He's kind of just like a metal tube, and then his arms just kind of, like, rotate around his head, <laughs> yeah, just shooting cool. everything. <laughs> his legs even, like, rotate, and he doesn't really walk like a, a normal person would. He just kind of, like, swivels. It's really cool. I think it's a cool design. Uh, so they end up uh, hijacking this, like turret thing and then blasting the door open because uh, they're kind of cornered. They had no other way to get in there. And this is really the end of uh, the first episode. Um, they end up finding uh, the package, in quotes, and uh, it turns out that it's a tiny baby. It's a, a baby Yoda. Baby or, Yoda! Well, it's not a Yoda. It's whatever <laughs> species Yoda is. Unknown. Yeah, so... Uh, IG-11's prerogative is to just kill it uh, and collect the bounty that way, Uh, but we kind of get the Mandalorian, his conscience kind of takes over, and he shoots IG-11 in the head, and then he ends up having a moment there with Baby Yoda, and he ends up saving him, and then that's kind of the end of uh, the first episode. That's the second episode, right? No, that's the end of the first episode. Oh, crap, you're right. Dang. But I just wanted to say something like, we don't know hardly anything about the Mandalorian. No. He barely talks. It's a fuck. What's the uh, the actor's name? I don't have it in front of me. Pedro Pascal. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. He he's such a great actor, but he's almost underutilized. And like this is basically in the first two episodes, the only moment of characterization that he has is that he doesn't kill a kid, which can be good, can be bad. I don't know if you guys felt about it. It could be for the money, but he's also doing the like. Da Vinci God to Adam finger thing with him. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, because uh, Werner Herzog was like, you can either bring it alive or you can bring it dead. It doesn't matter to me. And then his little partner there is like, please bring it back alive. And I think 
the Mandalorian is kind of just like neutral up until that point, and then he kind of shows that he has a good side once he blows IG IG Eleven's brains out. <laughs> Did you guys hear that story where Warner Herzog wept on the set yeah. when he saw Baby Yoda? <laughs> oh my <That's> awesome. gosh! <laughs> <laughs> One other quick note about the episode: I'm pretty sure there was a gremlin roasting on an open fire. Oh yeah, that was like like the weird thing from Jabba's place, like the. Eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what... a Star Wars. That's that a Star me... Wars creature. That did not make me feel good. <laughs> he did watch it, buddy. Yeah, his like partner was looking on. Like, yeah, that was. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. That was. I didn't like that. <laughs> a little salacious crumb. I got a yeah. little too real for me. Uh, so that's the end of the first episode. Did you guys have anything you want to say? Like, I don't know. Maybe talk about the production of it or. There's a lot of stuff we could talk about. I mean, I think this looks amazing, and I think the music is out of this world, too. They they got the guy fr- from uh, who did all the music for Community, Ludwig Goranson. He uh, also did, like, the Black Panther soundtrack, which is really awesome. So oh, they got yeah. a really different-sounding guy than John Williams. The music is totally you, unlike anything in Star Wars before. You said something before Brittany and I watched it, and I think it's super true I don't, I don't know if the exact number is right but you said something like you can definitely see where the 15 million dollars an episode goes and i could definitely see it's yeah it looks, looks very very good just as good as the movies the newer definitely movies. uh i think it's incredible how good it looks especially just for a tv show it's funny you say that though mikey about the soundtrack my co-worker emily she asked me a couple days ago she's like i thought you were doing a mandalorian podcast and I was like, we're going to, we're a little behind on it. And she, and I was like, tonight I was like, so what's your favorite part of it? You obviously like it. And she said like the soundtrack without hesitation. So it must be resonating. Just another thing, too, to bring it back. The budget for this $15 million is the exact same as Game of Thrones Season 8 yeah, budget yep. per episode, Ooh. which is kind of interesting. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys want to do Chapter 2, The Child? The Child. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Sweet so Yoda this... of my... <laughs> <laughs> this uh, episode <laughs> takes place on the same planet he never ends up leaving this planet until the very end of this episode uh so he's trying to get this baby back to the ship back to his ship and uh he's because right now he's kind of in the middle of the desert after tracking it down and when he gets back to his ship uh well first of all he's ambushed by some mercenaries that are wanting to kill baby yoda uh but he kills them he actually has an awesome rifle that vaporizes people so we get to see that in action and uh, then he gets back to his ship and he's just, he sees that it's getting stripped by a bunch of uh, Jawas and he kind of <laughs> goes nuts and tries to kill as many Jawas as he can before he uh, runs down their big, big scrapper. And then uh, he kind of gets taken out. And Josh, what, what kind of happens to the Mandalorian here? Well, I love when he's sniping down at him and disintegrating him. It reminds me of Legolas in the Fellowship when he's just like... Yeah ripping out his bow and airing orc <laughs> after orc. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they release an extended version of Mandalorian, he needs to disintegrate like four more Jawas. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, he'd be popping shots off so fast. They're all 
just sitting there. He's got a, like a lot of cool gear. This is like a specific bullet he's taking out and putting into his big staff sniper thing. But anyway, <laughs> he gets kind of like scraped up by the thing and they're throwing stuff at him. And after a huge struggle, Mikey, he gets to the very top and there's like a big gang of Jawas all waiting <laughs> with their little tiny laser guns and they blast him off the edge. Harry, and I was reached I, the top. I I realized like I was really loving this. Like I was laughing out loud at this point, even though Mandalorian was like hurt. It, was anybody else really enjoying it in that way? I like that they made him like vulnerable. He seems like yeah, kind of a the, doofus a he little gets bit. The crap kicked out of him this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, by Jawas <laughs> and, and everything. That big old beast. Yeah. Well, can I offer a point of criticism? The only the only thing I didn't like about it being Jawas is that. I felt like to this point, the show had done such a good job of like varying the characters and creatures that we see and, and sprinkling just the right amount of nostalgia. But this isn't Tatooine. This isn't like Luke's mm-hmm. home planet. I don't know. Is that most Jawa- I have no idea. I mean, I didn't assume that it would be. So, so either one of two things. Either this is Tatooine and the universe is extraordinarily small yet again, or... Jawas are, are more prominent scavenging people than I ever uh, Tatooine, previously assumed. Mm-hmm. They probably stow yeah. away in cargo ships and get on new planets and uh, procreate, Pap. And they build those giant trash compactors. <laughs> Wherever <things>. they go. <laughs> <Where> they go. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia here, and it doesn't say which planet they're yeah, on. Yeah, I was looking for that, too. I didn't see anything. Pappy, I... I think you're right, too, because there's, like, real stakes to life and death, I think. But with the Jawas, it's like, he disintegrates three or four of their bros, but two scenes <laughs> later, he's, like, riding shotgun with them, and they're laughing and joking around. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe they got, like, a hive mind thing. The individual's not super important to them. Just the scrap. It's a very minor complaint. Uh, picking nits there. That is uh, a good complaint, though. I mean, this is an infinite universe, and we're recycling characters. I mean, they could have just come up with something, a different type of, I don't know, creature yeah, that I scraps think, I think or something. Everyone knows that they're the, the scavengers, though. I mean, yeah. I'm with you, though. Mm-hmm. You could, I mean, just make up a new species. Maybe it's cheaper to use the stuff you already have. Mm. Who knows? I though? mean, granted, I don't know anything about Star Wars, so I mean, I, I recognize that character before, but the whole that it's restricted to one planet, I would have never made the connection. So, I, it doesn't matter to me a lot. But if Jawas like, have spread through space. <laughs> that, did you read that? Because I have spoken. This says I the, have spoken. <laughs> this says the Jawas are a pygmy rodent-like race inhabiting the desert planet of Tatooine. So, aren't we all just yeah. pygmy rodent? That's True. what I try to Scrappers. do. Uh, and then after he's uh, knocked off the the big uh, scrapper, uh, he's left walking through the desert again, and he has to go back and find his buddy, Kuil, who's uh, voiced by Nick Nolte. He, who, uh, he was cool. He kind of skipped over it in the first episode, but he helps him, like, break a, a break a, a horse in or whatever so he can travel across the desert easier <laughs> and uh, yeah because so, he yeah. wants he wants him to succeed because all these mercenaries keep coming and disrupting his way of life and he wants it just to be over yeah he's having some problems in the desert 
That's one thing I've noticed. Mandalorian in the first two episodes has made great use of montage, both in the uh, creature writing training segment and then <laughs> here where they're like repairing or later on where they're like repairing the ship. There's like a cool montage. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, not like a, it's not like as cool as Ghostbusters, but you know. Also in the armory, there's a montage as well. Mm-hmm. Much better than the Ghostbusters montage, I think. Nah, I don't, there's there's no such thing. One of the montages cracked me up because, like, one of the little images that, like, floated by with half opacity was, like, sleeping, recharging Baby Yoda. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, loved it. He goes back to his friend, Kuil, and he's dragging him through the desert because he has no ship, he has nothing. And he makes it back to the Jawas, and the Jawas either want the baby or they want his armor or they want his guns to get his parts back for his ship and he's like no and then he tries to flamethrow him because he's so <laughs> upset <laughs> that was funny yeah and then uh he ends up uh just agreeing to to capture this egg uh for Which the job we know nothing about yeah yeah we just get this mysterious egg bounty that he's supposed to go grab and so he's <laughs> forced to go track into the desert and kind of track down this cave to go find this egg and Pap, what happens when he gets in this cave? Uh, yeah, so he, he goes in the cave, and uh, we're kind of watching this from Baby Yoda's point of view at first, and a bunch of blasters go off, and he kind of like gets comedically flung out of the cave, uh, and this, yeah. giant, this giant creature comes out, and they do battle for a little bit, and I think if I'm remembering right, Baby Yoda ends up using the Force to defeat it. Is that right? He doesn't think. defeat it, he just kind of picks it up and kind of stuns Mando yeah. and the mm-hmm. yak or whatever he's he goes to carrying. Jugular. <laughs> the yak is kind of like, what's going on here? <laughs> right. And then he drops it, and then Mando stabs it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just uh, this whole little side quest of getting the egg, which apparently the Jawas just want for uh, to eat, to like dunk their hands in or whatever. <laughs> it is just that. It's just like a very video game-like side quest. But in the spirit of Star Wars, I thought it was a really fun adventure and it, you know it serves to show us that even though baby yoda is a baby he's still 50 years old and is perhaps more sentient than we're aware i have a question um i think anyone who watches star wars knows that yoda baby yoda was going to have some sort of powers but um do you th- earlier uh, a few minutes earlier mando's arm is all jacked up and yoda mm-hmm. baby yodes puts his hand up <laughs> And I thought he was going to heal him. I wonder if that was to, like, a little foreshadowing that he was going to be able to use the Force, or if maybe somewhere down the line he can heal people. Did anybody get that impression? I just love how his Force usage is, like, so fragile that he's in the middle of healing him, and just, like, Mando standing up and grabbing him and setting him down just, like, ends it. Yeah. It's over. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> Smacks his like, like, Yoda can't heal. At least I don't think he could. So, I don't know. Maybe this is a little different. Well, that's the... I think the beauty of, of you know... I, I was being kind of cynical at the top of the show, saying that, you know, Baby Yoda's a clear... Uh, clear character for the uh commercial sales department to print up t-shirts and plushes and everything. But that was weird. we don't... We know so little about Yoda. It's actually kind of a brilliant area of the the canon to investigate you know what i mean like what are the extent of yoda's powers we've seen him do karate flips uh in the prequels and we've seen him 
uh, be a teacher, but like, what's he really capable mm-hmm. of? That's like in my top. I always wanted to know, like, a go back to the the Sith and Jedi Wars, like a thousand years before, and then I'd love like a series. I would love a series of Yoda, his life. I mean, that would be like my number one series. I'd want to see Star Wars. Well, should he be able? Seven, eight, nine. He should be able to like nano project himself to a different planet and like talk to Kylo Ren and then die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let it go, Josh. Yeah, I don't know if uh, this Yoda is capable of healing other people, but he, I think he was just concerned about the Mandalorian. (laughs) He was just going at his arm with spark plugs, so I think he was just like concerned. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) possible. I just wasn't sure if anybody else picked that up, but your your explanation makes sense too. Yeah, I think he does know how to heal people. I was just joking, but uh, I think it sounded he, like good. I think Baby Yoda is smarter than he lets on. I think he just can't talk, so we'll find out. But uh, that's pretty much the end of episode two. I mean, he ends up fixing his ship. Uh, Nick Nolte uh, ends up helping him build his ship. He's like, "Hey, stop being lazy. We can get this done right now if you start working." I've spoken. And then they fix his ship in like a half an hour when it was like stripped down to the down to the wheels. Uh, Montage. And then he offers him a job and he doesn't take it. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about uh, this Kuil character? I thought he was like kind of hilarious. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Really funny. Again, great practical effects on the makeup and costuming of the character design. And and he has that catchphrase: "I have spoken." I have spoken. And then they hightail it off of the planet, and uh, it's just Baby Yoda and the Mando, uh, just Bonnie and Clyding it out in our outer space. So it's the end of episode two. And then uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say about anything going on in this, or if what you're expecting coming up in the next couple episodes or not. I have no clue what to expect other than him just, well, obviously. We, we got to find out who hired the I-11 or whatever to kill, right? That's IG-11? Because he was there to kill, and the other guy was there to save, kind of. So, I don't know. I, there's going to be a lot of people coming after Baby Yoda's. Mm-hmm. What do you think his value is? What's Baby Yoda's... Uh, why does everyone want him? Well, that one guy looked like he wanted to study him. The, the one guy who's like, that's not what we agreed to. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I hope he doesn't want to do, like, experiments. I'm guessing he will go to that guy at some point. I wonder if it's, like, adult Yoda reincarnated. Maybe it's just one Yoda. Oh, that'd be awesome. It's like the Dolly Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> I love Yoda so much. <laughs> I would, That begs the question, though, and I wrote this down in my notes. I didn't think we'd get to it, but how do Yodas, you think, reproduce with this, like, you're in infancy for, like, 50, 60 years here, like... <laughs> Asexual reproduction. They just spawn force, another. <laughs> force boners. I was going to ask uh, is the force not a common thing? Because the Mandalorian was like, what the hell is going on here when he was lifting up that yak thing? It's like, is that. does Is the force not common knowledge in what is, throughout the universe? What does Han call it? Superstitious mumbo. What does he call it? Somebody. Somebody knows Star Wars. Come on. Yeah, I think Mandalorian is just super practical, like Han was, so he doesn't think those stories are true. He'd rather have his blaster than Hokum. Oh, is that a thing in the Star Wars universe? He doesn't believe in that? 
I didn't know that. That's what Han said in the first movie. I mean, I'm guessing by the end he believed in it. Yeah, but then in the sequels, he's like, the, the stories you heard are true. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like uh, maybe I'm reading into this like Brett was earlier with that Yoda scene. But the Mandalorian with his animal handling skills with that like lizard horse. I feel like maybe he has a touch of the force too. Maybe we'll see. Ooh. Possibly. Uh, yeah, if you guys, ha- if that's it, uh, I'm done. Yep. I don't have anything else. No, I'm good. To say. Got to give it a yes or no, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We can uh, go east to east again, Pap. Yeah, I'm. I'm all in. I find it extremely watchable. I think one other note too is that I mentioned it has the same budget as Game of Thrones, but it's a 15 million dollar budget for 30 minutes of streaming, you know, quote unquote television or whatever new space that we're in. So I. I'm blown away by the production value. I, I do hope that we get a little bit more characterization as the series goes on, but I'm all in on, on Mando at this point. Josh? Huge yes. I was laughing, and uh, as much as I said I feel like they downplayed the stakes, they have baby Yoda now. They just have to like threaten him, and I'll be on my knees begging. So <laughs> yeah. I think that they are going to be able to play our hearts like little instruments as this series goes on. Josh would take a bullet for Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brett? I would take a bullet for cooking up that egg and seeing what that tasted like. <laughs> Is that not out of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? Dude, like- I don't know. That's, that was weird. Um, that was gross. Yeah, it was very gross. The egg in general was gross. It was like a hairy egg. Um <laughs> This is definitely a yes. I'm uh, everything Pappy said, like the production value, the like you said earlier, Mikey, the budget. You can see where it went, and it's awesome. And I'm I'm hooked on my boy Mando, Mando Calrissian is my boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it a yes too. I was like super hesitant just to get this streaming service just for this show, but I mean, just watching it. I've already watched both episodes twice now, and it's like <laughs> this is. This is uh, on par with movies. Like, it's that high of quality. Uh, but also, there's not a whole lot of talking. He's just pretty much being a lone gunslinger in this space western. And it's really kind of working. I mean, uh, there's not a whole lot of talking and exposition going on, but he's kind of doing all the acting through his movement. So it's, like, really cool to see something different in a Star Wars universe like that. And like I said, the music is awesome. My looks is awesome. I feel like you're gonna love this because I feel like it's he's gonna travel planet to planet, adventure to adventure, and like level up all his gear. Very video That's game what I'm like. Yeah, yeah, like when he got that upgrade on his shoulder, on his pauldron or whatever. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> and then she was like, Do you have your own Sigit yet? I was like, What? What is a Sigit? <laughs> it's just like a, <laughs> it's just like his own personal symbol or something. So he's like, obviously not good enough for that yet. But I'm guessing that's going to be like the thing at the end where he finally delivers this baby to whoever wants this baby Yoda, and then he's like worthy enough to get his own Sigit. And I'm sure it's going to be some easter egg or something in the star wars universe of what it looks like so i'm sure it'll be really cool uh i'm excited to see what bill burr is up to in this universe that's kind of what i'm most excited to see next but uh i'm just checking in on you baby yoda (laughs) oh yeah so far i'm I'm loving it uh but i I, it's kind of a love hate with the disney things like i wish anybody else but disney owned (laughs) star wars but also this is what you get when disney owns star wars and it looks awesome so I'm going to give it a yes so far. 
but that was our Mando talk. Uh, <laughs> you got anything else to say? I'm done here, and nope. we can toss it to Spoiler Man. Take it away, Stevie Man, with his call. Oh, yeah, well, Stevie's calling in here, so we can toss it to him. Take it away, Stevie. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. What is up, spoilers? It is me, Stevie. Sorry I could not be a part of the Mandalorian review tonight. I am currently, well, if you're listening to this now, I am in disguise flying to Florida. Well, uh, I guess I'll just cut right to it. I absolutely love The Mandalorian. It is a beautiful western of lawlessness throughout the galaxy. Um, Pedro Pascal is my dude. I think he is awesome. And plus, Baby Yoda. Oh my god, that thing is so gosh darn cute. Even though people are going to say, well, technically it's not Yoda. I know, but I don't know what else to call it. So for now, I will call it Baby Yoda along with 90 other percent of the country, as they will also. I have no gripes with this show whatsoever. It is so much fun to watch. It's lighthearted. It's action-packed. It's just a rocking good time. My only gripe is, I think this show can be one to bring something back that I've wanted brought back for a long time. This is going back to the sitcom TV era. I'm sure Josh, Brett, Mikey, Drew, Pappy, all of you will remember this. Um, I kind of hope they go back to like a sitcom intro. Instead of just showing like the Mandalorian or Mandalorian, I kind of hope they like actually do like some cheesy synthesizer piano with some saxophone mixed in. And they also do the thing that I used to love about shows where they show certain parts of episodes you hadn't seen yet. So it's building towards that. And in between it, they see like them like spilling milk or like uh or tripping and falling in the grass and look to the camera and smile and it shows the actor's name john favreau if you're listening i want the mandalorian to go in that direction bring it back bring back the sitcom intros that we all grew up with um other than that uh yeah this show is the best thing that's happened to star wars since rogue one so hard hard yes and cannot wait for more of him this season uh hope you guys had fun talking about it Miss being on the pod, but I'll be on there next week. Love you all. Check you later.